I, okay, so actually, I, I'm curious. The the KMAC uh, tractor you're releasing, right? How are you? Yeah. Uh, how are you you um, creating them? Because they sound really Logic Pro. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's very fun, right? Everything is co- copy and paste. Yeah. But yeah. you know, that's how I work. I have to be spontaneous. If if I think about it too much, that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> really? I'll never yeah. do it. So that's why I just yeah. That's, I, that's yeah, very spontaneous. The I don't get analysis of paral- paralysis of analysis. There's too yeah. many sounds, too many, yes. too many things, too many yeah. effects you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, yeah. You get paralyzed. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lion City Rock, the only podcast about Singapore music that you never knew you needed to know or to have until now. Uh, my name is Chris, and with me, as usual, is Kevin Matthews. Say hello, Kevin. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> We're coming to you live, but recorded from Grand two very separate locations. And looking at Kevin's uh, current location, it's it's super sci-fi. Love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um yeah so what what have you been up to, Kevin? Well, we've been uh, I've been uh, you know in the last few weeks putting together. A uh, couple of uh, stuff for the new uh, K-Mac, my electronic persona uh, releases, right? So basically mm. coming up, you know, putting together the, the EP, uh, you know, coming up with cover art, with, with AI art, uh, <laughs> you know, getting everything done on, on with the digital aggregators, you know, yeah. uh, and, you know, working on, you know, the the artist pages, right, you know, the right. Usual, usual fun thing that we've got to do as <laughs> yeah, indie artists who do everything by themselves. <laughs> that's right. What's gonna taste so fun? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So so the idea actually is uh, to release three singles and then to collect them with two more songs uh, in in an EP called uh, Our Friends Electronic. Uh, mm, a tribute mm. to to Gary Newman, uh, Tupé Army's uh, groundbreaking single. Uh, so the the EP will actually come out in July, but uh, before that, of course, we have Angelot Boy in April. Um, then we have Faust uh, in in May, and then we have uh, shit. What's the third one called? Uh, Delicat. <laughs> sorry, uh, Delicat is in June, <laughs> and then in July it'll be, it'll be completed with uh, Fbot. And uh, Della Fruto. Right, and that'll be that'll be in the EP itself. Ah, it'll be a five track EP containing all the tracks. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's a bit the, of an experiment, yeah. yeah. What what's the what's the EP called though? The uh, our friends electronic. Our uh, friends electronic. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, okay. So I mean analog boy has been out already. Um, yes. if you guys haven't heard it yet, um get on to all the all the streams to check it out. Mm. Uh, yes, it's in two hundred and thirty countries. Yes, <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> Same with uh, uh, the and the second single just dropped, right? So Faust, right? That Faust, yeah, Faust also yeah. is is out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's got a credit eye-catching cover, so I, I suppose that would get more attention. Too. So I just found out because I just found out there's a site called Juno Download. So you can you download. Uh, you can download uh, MP3s, waves, and all that from there. Wow. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's there as well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Go. Go check it out. Let us know what you think, and then you can compare that with um, the other, <laughs> the other release that we put out earlier this year. <laughs> Time flies. Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> Which is the, the, the more organic version of uh, <laughs> Kevin's <Yes>. music. <laughs> right. Yeah. Restless yeah, but, soul. Restless soul. Yeah, but you know, yeah. uh, time time really flies because uh, it seemed like only uh, you know, it seemed like only like yes, last week or yesterday that we were in the studio together, um, you know, recording the songs for Time Flies with our next mm. guest. If you if you uh, if you like electronic music and you went to NUS, chances are you probably had to run into this guy. Um, he has he has been the what he uh, a lecturer or, or tutor at NUS, the Electronic Music Lab. 
he also teaches uh, Ableton. If, <laughs> if you know the scene, it's been around. Plank, he does so the... many things. He does so many things. It's insane. I think there's two of him or three of him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's like by the time we finish reading the CV, like the whole episode is over. Um, so we won't we won't waste too much time with that. Just to say that he is one of the founders of one of the my my favorite uh, electro groups here mm. called the Cosmic yeah. Armchair. Uh, so please put your hands together and welcome uh, Ben Ang. Yay! Hey, hey Ben. Hey, thanks Chris. Thanks Kevin. Uh, wow, this is was such a great intro, man. You know, I was wondering who is this guy you're introducing. <laughs> yeah, but no, Ben. Ben, I mean, uh, if if you guys uh, we mentioned time flies, Ben is the guy playing the keyboards on time flies. I, I remember, I remember those sessions because. For the for the overdub for being here, I remember I had to ask him to um channel his channel <laughs> channel his inner Elton inner John. Elton John yeah. <laughs> inner Elton John to, to play the keyboard bits. <laughs> Only thing I didn't do is put on the big glasses, or that's all. <laughs> and the plat- yeah, yeah. He had the platform <laughs> shoes though. He had and the, the sequence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but and any good sequence it you can do. And that was actually the yeah, very, yeah, very fun yeah. part yeah. of uh, playing for that. And I hope we get to play it out live. Because uh, yes. I really <laughs> like, I really like those songs. I mean, those are the catchiest songs I've heard from you, Kevin. For you thank know. you, thank you. And so I really <laughs> enjoyed playing that and do, playing, you know, with Chris and with Nelson and Patrick and Ray is a lot mm. of fun. So yes, I was very it is. Lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 we could yeah. do something live. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, watch this face. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, well, listening to this, this is going to be a history lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but I mean, speaking of history, um, you know, let, yes. let's, get into, let's get into your history, Ben. Yes, I mean, yes, like, yes. At the, one of the most memorable gigs I've seen uh, you guys perform, Cosmic Armchair, uh, was at this very secluded, <laughs> this very secluded gig. Mandai. Mandai, just outside the Mandai? Zoo. We were outside the zoo. And there was a gig, I think it was for the SDAM, right? Singapore Dark Alternative uh, Movement. Uh, and Chris Ho was there. A whole bunch oh, of wow. other people were there. Uh, cool. And, and, all the, and the entire audience all decked out in their best uh, liveries, fineries, whatever. Um, if, you, if you call white makeup, black, uh, white and black makeup, uh, you know, uh, gas masks, your typical golf boots. And <laughs> what, what, what year was that? What year was that? 2009. Was it 2009? Wow. Yes, I actually yeah, okay. went back to check. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. After yeah. I listened to Case's, Case Wu's uh, uh, interview, right, I realized, wow, he right. took down notes. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, better take down notes. <laughs> yes. I don't remember. He took down notes. Yes. Wow, Case wow, actually wow. had notes, right? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was very, very meticulous. Yeah, yeah, Case yeah. is very meticulous. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. I said, okay, I better take down notes also, you know, don't, don't play, play. Uh. Wow. Just 2009, that was the Singapore Dark Alternative Movement, SDAM. Right. That's goth community in Singapore. And right. I mean, they welcomed us very early on and very happy that uh, I was surprised that they actually enjoyed the music. Then I discovered that synth pop is very much part of goth music as well. And mm. yeah, why not? Because, you know, many of the pioneers of synth pop were also popular among the goths of the past. So we were yeah. there with Metaverse that was doing death metal. Um, right, Metaverse, that's right, yeah. Dual Tone. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's Eva, right? And then mm. Chris, Chris Ho was spinning after yeah. that. That was awesome. And then he always spins the most amazing tracks that mm. you, you cannot... What? Where did that track come from? Where, where did you find this remix, right? So, yeah. It was a fantastic experience. And yeah, you're right. It's in Mandai, surrounded by uh, several dozen goths, right? With yeah. uh, twirling light sticks, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dancing yeah, yeah. with gas masks, with uh, platform shoes that are like about uh, half a foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> and bondage gear. And yeah, man. So yeah. Very awesome looking people. And, and I yeah, still yeah, yeah. any of them. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it's a straight line from Gary Newman to Nine Inch Nails. 
<laughs> which is why Gary Newman and uh, which why why Nine Inch Nails covered Gary Newman's cars. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know, that was like a quite one of the most surreal gigs I've been to, like, Because I think that the whole venue looked like one of these sheds, like a nursery kind of thing. You know, it's um, if you go to Mandai Zoo, you pass by all these like like places where they have all the flowers and the plants growing and stuff. That's it. It was like when one of those areas. So when you come out, all you see is just like trees, jungle type, and it's at night, you know, and and no other no other vehicles go by. So it was very very surreal. Uh, <laughs> it show, was is the Mandai Orchid Garden, and they were blasting ah, okay, there because right. there's nobody else around to call police, right? And I was so happy to see you <laughs> then because like wow, you know, came all the way to Mandai. I was really wondering who would actually come out to this gig. You know, even before that, I mean, like maybe Ben, you can share with us how you how you got started in this whole music uh, journey. Mm. Was synth pop always a thing that you liked, or, or you know, how do you how do you get how do you get uh, your your start? Yeah, definitely. When I first heard Yazoo, the mm. upstairs at Eric's album, I heard "Don't Go." It's like, how do you make right. the kind of sounds? Then mm. the same year, I heard um, Depeche Mode's uh, "A Broken Frame." I said, how do you do mm. that? Mm. And so when come to the end of like, oh, come to sec four, when the school said, hey, you know, who wants to form a band and do a Chinese New Year concert, right? One of right. my friends who were a bit crazy said, hey, let's form a synth band. I said, how? We don't have any. <laughs> I have friends. Wow. We'll, I have friends. We'll borrow. He was, a bit, he was a party animal. So he knew a lot of friends with synths. So we sat for for Chinese New Year concert in the school hall. We played covers of uh, Blue Monday by New Order. Wow. Uh, Everything Counts by Depeche Mode. <laughs> Nobody's Diary by Yazoo. Uh, and uh, Maniac by Michael Sambello. <laughs> okay. What? I mean, I'm sure we sounded terrible. But then also, actually, when you said that you've done your new K-Mac stuff, right? Your K-Mac song. <laughs> On, yeah. or in the box. I think that's fantastic because a lot of people still think that you need to invest in thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> a year yeah. to mm. do this thing when they don't realize that, you know, with the computer that they already have, they can actually yeah, yeah. start creating music and what you have made sounds, it couldn't, it, it, it sounds like it could have taken like thousands of dollars a year. Uh, I'm lazy and cheap. <laughs> Make a t-shirt, Kevin. Make yeah, a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lazy and cheap, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so so how do you get from school band Chinese New Year gig uh, and Cosmic Anchor? Was that the first, uh, first, uh, uh, like? No, like so a, like, like there's a long road in between. Uh, so <laughs> I was jamming with um, friends through JC and Army and various permutations. Uh. And they were all sin, all were sin bands or? Mixture. So I also like playing, uh, right? Playing uh, rock, right? As, right? You know, that's why I'm so happy to play for Time Flies. Mm-hmm. And it's around army time. One of my friends, uh, his elder brother was already older brother was already in NUS and was already in the electronic music lab. So he said, "Hey, you want to play for the opening show of Orientation?" Right, uh, right, yeah, nice. Fun, right? Hey, you know, <laughs> I haven't even gotten in, and I'm already playing opening show of Orientation. So yeah, sure. <laughs> So we did covers of uh, New Life by Depeche Mode. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Too Fate by New Order. Wow, okay. Awesome. Yeah, that one was all synth band. Right, right. right. And, and was this how you got involved with the, got into the, the EML? Yes, uh, so he got me into electronic music lab and I started playing then. Um, started exploring um, Sampling, because that was after the Depeche Mode's uh, construction time and also mm. the Some Great Reward album came out. And mm. you get mind-blowing sounds like People Are People, Master and Servant. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, it's, wow. Uh, I, I took a holiday job, uh, saved all my money, right? And then right. blew it all on a sampler during the vacation. Wow. <laughs> so, I have an account at $5 left after that. But I <laughs> a Roland sampler. Wow. wow. Well, which, which sampler was this? Roland S330. Fantastic. It could sample a grand total of 28.8 seconds of sound. <laughs> so much. Uh, steady. Uh. 
Go on to it, Megabyte. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe 560K. 560K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. K, uh, we got wow. Megabyte. That was, that was an awesome time because you, you compare that to what we've been using before. Mm-hmm. I started out when I was doing those secondary school gigs. Um, we borrowed a Korg Monopoly, which is a totally analog synth, which has right. no memory. No memory. So in between every song, have to reprogram the sound. Oh, mm. shit. Right, right. So, do I want a sustained pad sound for with Howard Jones? Um, what's the song? A hide and seek. So, okay. I have a sustained sound, so I'm going to program the sound to be sustained. Okay, next song we're going to do is cover of Talking in Your Sleep by Romantics. I need a percussive mm. sound. Quick. I'm going to program the sound to be percussive. So, <laughs> wow. from there, to get to the point where like, oh, a sampler. Wow. No, so, I think a lot of people don't realize how, how immensely difficult it was right back uh, in the day, right? Because I remember talking to, I mean, Thomas Dolby was here. Uh, <gasps> yeah. Mm. I met him and <gasps> uh, yes, for a conference. Lah. And he talked because he actually did the synth sounds for Waiting for a Girl Like You on Foreigner. So right. when you listen, yes. you listen to it, you think it's just playing a keyboard. It is not. It's literally one note at a time is put into the fed into the the the, the recording machine. Wow. One note yeah. at a time. <laughs> you listen to yeah. it like wow, it sounds like a keyboard, right? It's so smooth. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so I have wow. to be careful when I, you know, when I talk to students, right? Especially right. when I see old gear and say, you know, back in the day, I realized I don't want to make sure I don't sound like grandpa telling you, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when I was young, <laughs> you young people don't know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how lucky you are nowadays. Uh. You know, last time, where, <laughs> your, where got C drive on computer? Yeah. <laughs> what is C drive? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't save stuff, that's it. <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> I mean, I, I am happy to have gone up in music through those days because I learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot about how the stuff actually works. I mean, I, I, from friends who were like using an Apple II computer back in the day to key mm-hmm. in like um, first note is C, C6 uh, and then it lasts right. for uh, uh, 0.5 seconds. Next note is a D6. It lasts for one second. Like, right, right. Right. And then yeah, use yeah. that to program CU by Depeche Mode. Right, right, right. Wow. Oh right. my god. How oh, should do that? Yeah. Right. So, but then pass over to modern day when we have everything in the box. Yeah. That you, you know, going into EML, this was this was after NS. Yeah, you were involved with them uh, from that point onwards. My Center for the Arts bio says that Ben is the one who never left. Because <laughs> after graduating, I stayed on as an alumni and helped out. Right. After a while, I became the most regular alumni to help out. So they said, why don't we give you an appointment as an associate? Mm. Right, which means I was like, at least I had a, I was recognized as the guy who comes around. Then tutors, you know, as you know, tutors come and go like, because mm. NUS, these are not permanent full time appointments. So people, right, they have different needs. So they, people move on. So after a while, I said, hey, you've been here so long. Why don't you be a tutor? So, okay, well, I'm a tutor. Yes. Then finally, everybody was gone. So they said, why don't you be the principal tutor? <laughs> well, so bad. last chance standing. Uh. But I'm like, a lot. I did go and get qualifications. Like I went to went to study. Uh, when mm. I was doing my, my master's in Boston, I actually did um, subjects, minors in electronic music as well. So oh, okay. I, I, I did explore that academic side. And your and, master's was in what? <laughs> what discipline? Uh, management information systems. <laughs> because I think for, for, for a lot of like, like, well, people my age and all that kind of stuff, you, you don't think of university as a place to go and study electronic music. Or to learn about electronic music per se, you know. For I mean, for me definitely, I did not know that until I met you, and then you're like, oh, I'm like electronic music lab. I mean, there's a thing, you know. It was it was it was quite mind blowing to me that, 
you know, they had actually gone into that kind of stuff to say, hey, let's just do electronic pop or let's just electronic music or let's just do like, you know, even pop, a pop music curriculum is, is you know, it's totally like not a thing at all, it, especially at that time. Yeah, to, I, I mean that we were pretty underground. We were in the basement. We were in the U.S. Center for the Arts. And we actually predate the Yong Shuto Conservatory. Mm. But the Center for the Arts was a place where the, all the CCAs were there. So, like you said, there's the orchestra, there's the symphony, there's the Chinese orchestra, then uh, the uh, Indian instrumental, and uh, Dikki Bharat. But we were the ones who were... And I give credit to our founder, Dr. Joe Peters. Joe Peters is an ethnomusicologist. Right. He's published mm. a lot of very, very good stuff. He understood the importance of having electronic music as another form of composition. And he composed some amazing things. You can read his scores and it's like all 11-8, 17-8 timing. And then <laughs> basically things that human beings cannot play. But he had it in his mind. And we would help him go and out and sample things like, you know, um, turnstiles of the library, uh, that kind of thing to get that kind of sound into his music. And he had that vision. But what was even better was that Joe let us do what we like. We what do you mean? Help him do his epic piece, which is yeah. 20, 30 minutes of classical electronic. Mm. And then the rest of the show, after the interlude, we can do our own songs. So right. we all had that freedom to write our own songs. And this was an opportunity because, as Kevin said, in those days, you nobody at our age would have accumulated that much gear unless you're really wealthy. Yep. So we went into the studio and wow, there were computers, there were all the different synth modules. It's like, whoa. So you actually get to use them. And that kind of ethos is there till today. That's where I, that's what I got from, you know. And that's why I want to keep on sharing that any young person who comes into NUS and you're interested in this for fun, because it is a CCA, it's not mm. the conservatory, but you want to express, you want to get an opportunity to express, here's a place where you can do it and we let you and we encourage you and we give you a platform to perform it and for it to be heard. So that's really been important to me. That's why I've been around so long. You know, was it a, was it a thing where you were, where it was just a chance to express yourself um, in some form? That's why you decided to go join the EML in the first place? Or how, you know, what was that like? I guess I already had some gear. So I could actually make music on my own. But what really got... I got from EML is the opportunity to meet other people who were doing the same thing and to basically be in that company. You're not alone and mm. you also get a chance to collaborate and you get the chance to perform. So that was really the yes. best part. And being part of the official NUS CCA groups, there were official opportunities to perform. Yes. So you're right. not just uh, from outside. You say, hey, yeah. get invited. So yeah. ah, it was fantastic. Yeah. And this is course, legitimized, basically. And most important person I met, Jane. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she was in the EML as well. Yeah, we actually met during orientation, uh, doing one of those get to know you kind of thing. Uh, okay, so what's your hobbies? Oh, then she says, I just went to buy a synthesizer. I don't What? <laughs> Sally, I think Sally is, is. And we just like. Couldn't stop uh, chatting after that. And after that, we <laughs> met up again at the Electronic Music Lab. Yeah, She was doing her stuff, I'm doing my stuff. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she was. Uh, so we were actually going to synth demos together, right? And going to doing gigs. And then um, after a while, I realized that, you know, I'm not going to. I cannot find any other woman like this. Lah. So I asked her out. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's only logical. <laughs> did, was, this, was this was this already? Had you guys already formed a, a cosmic armchair already, or was this uh, still as part of the the EML and stuff? Like so that? that's the interesting thing. 
for right. years, right? After graduating, uh, hmm. she would do her stuff, I would do my stuff, we would do some stuff together. And it was 2008 and she said, hey, we're not getting any younger. Why haven't we actually come up with our own album? I said, oh yeah. Right. That's right. Huh? <laughs> We're doing, you know, sometimes you just do a lot of stuff and if yeah. you don't really focus on where you're, where you're going, you can actually just coast for a while because there were gigs for EML. Right. EML getting invited to Esplanade, invited to various things, right? So okay, mm. that's stuff to do. But the urgent or the immediate things were you know, crowding out the longer term, more important thing was to get our own songs out. That's why by 2008-2009, we officially formed Cosmic Armchair and then released right. our first EP. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, uh, you, you were talking about that Monday gig. Would that, that, would that be like one of the first official gigs as Cosmic Armchair or, or had you already like done more gigs as Cosmic Armchair to do so thanks to NUS and the Electronic Music Lab, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were able to launch our first EP in 2009. That's a, a different view, which right. I think yeah. is like with all the CDs are sold out already. So uh, that's CD era. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone is, uh, <laughs> uh, we were able to launch that at NUS Arts Festival Fringe. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was, there was a lot of, and uh, a lot of, um, Electronic Music Lab uh, members turned up. Right, right. We made a lot of friends over the years, right? For people who enjoy electronic music. Yeah. Mm. And many of them are professional musicians now. Of course, mm. the majority actually have gone on to other uh, fields of work, but some of them, quite a number of them are professional musicians. Uh, so that was the first album. Uh, it was quite uh, an adventure to actually really sit down and... and try to consolidate what we wanted our sound and uh, songs to be like. But mm. That was 2009. But yeah, yeah. I, I, one thing I definitely appreciated a lot was the support from uh, that you guys gave us, you know, that you, Kevin, and you, Chris, gave us in the media. I mean, that was very happy to see that because then people thought, oh, there is such a thing as a cosmic armchair. <laughs> so how did the name come about, actually? The idea, the concept of Cosmic Armchair and the reason why we have that space team is that we were thinking of the two of us viewing the world from a, a bit from a distance and commenting on what we saw. Because Jane is the primary songwriter and a lot of her writing, her lyrics are commenting on what she has seen, what she's observed. And I felt that it's fits because we are viewing it from a cosmic armchair. We're not uh, participating okay, in. Okay. But yeah, it's say we're sitting there and back yeah. and ching. That's why the the what was the first EP was called uh, Different View. Right. right. The second EP is called Second Look. Um, yes. The yes. third EP is called We Are Watching. So we kind of like <laughs> theme of observing. The watcher. Wow. Yeah, except like the watcher, except we don't live on the moon and I have hair. I and as we move along, some of the Lyrics have become more um, personal, mm. but still in an observational kind of way. But the, the overall theme is still there. Mm. And it's evolved also to not just comment, but also to try to give, I think in the more recent ones, a sense of the justice or ethics in, into the lyrics. Right. The lyrics that I mean, Jane's written some pretty intense lyrics, yeah. Because not only, I mean, are you guys producing your own uh, music, right? But you guys also were involved in a few, like remixing other people's stuff and all that kind of thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Like, what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer having to come up with your own stuff 
going through the grind of like you know turning out stuff, or do you prefer just doing remixes for <laughs> for other like you know even even well known bands? I would say. The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, the, the problem is, and the reason why it took us so long to get Cosmic Armchair set up is that I get distracted because I love to do all. Right, right. Yeah, invite me to play in a in a rock band. Yes, I mean, you know, invite me right. to remix. I mean, yeah. <laughs> then Jane has to remind me, Cosmic Armchair songs where? Right. <laughs> you know, I've already I've already like laid down the the tracks already. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's um, it, it's fun. Remixes is our original song, a combination of our original songs and remixes is what got us signed to a label. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, like, what, 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 what would you say? I mean, it was, I guess the, uh, like, you know, the 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 biggest uh, hurdle that you you guys have, have have found in in your in your or the biggest challenge that you guys have had to overcome in in your cosmic Antir journey so far. I think the biggest challenge is time. Because there's so much you want to do and there is just not enough time to get it all done. And I'm still backlogged. We are still backlogged with Cosmic Armchair songs. There is, there are, there is an entire EP that needs to come out. Right. We've got songs that are ready to be recorded, ready to be, that need to be like finalized and arranged properly. Right. And, Mixed and then mastered and then released. So yeah. yes, we've got more songs coming. I mean, we've been releasing at the rate of one per year for the past mm. three years. So we need to speed up a bit. Uh. I think what most uh, of the listeners also need to realize is that uh, you have full time jobs. Yes. <laughs> and that and too. four children. <laughs> yes. That too. <laughs> to, put things, to put things in context, lah. You know, because if you say no time, no time, it's like wow, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's why no time. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. And to me, yeah. It, some people have asked, right? How do you, you know have a full-time job and you have four children and then you also want to teach? And then how do you do music? I said, How could I not do music? I go nuts. Music is the one thing that's keeping me sane in the middle of all this. <laughs> Anybody out there who's listening, if you know, if you're thinking, oh, can I actually do this? You know, I'm so busy with job. Yeah, you have to do it. The reason you have why to, right? the reason why your job is dragging you down because you don't have music. Mm, well said, well yeah. said, man. Yeah, yep. yeah. Same, true, same. true, true. And also correct me if I'm wrong, but Jane also acts, right? Yes, Jane's mm. been acting in the Sunny Side Up, the she's got roles. She's been doing a lot of freelance acting, uh, also some corporate videos and and doing a video production work on the side and also doing music wow. production and um, she just produced one uh, US songwriter's release oh wow, wow. yeah and very cool very cool pitching songs to um, to labels as well for other you know for other artists to sing mm. right right it's a lot of stuff that we write and one thing that we discovered also when we completed the album Contact in 2017 mm. was that we actually have probably at least three different styles of music that we write as Cosmic Armchair. So that album actually is a bit challenging because on to Spotify because you doesn't fall within one genre. It's actually in three genres. Right, right, yeah. And so we then last year came up with this idea. We'll actually now split it so that We'll form, we formed a, a, something called Cosmic Bubble to do the right. really full-on pop-sounding songs. Okay. <laughs> right? And then we have another thing called Andromeda Sky where we can right. do the remixes. But Cosmic Armchair remains the heavier, darker, uh, serious things. that, mm. And that appeals to our more goth audience, mm. which also mm. is the audience that is... Um, that our label actually aims for. The good thing also is that I'm not doing any of this alone, right? Cosmic Armchair, Jane is really doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting because all the songwriting and the arrangement comes mm. and the, the creative direction. And for EML, I have now uh, 
going to bring on board assistant tutors. Some of the students who are graduating are really good and really keen on teaching as well. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. And then even my outside things, my Ableton teaching that I do with Pop Studio Academy, which is a music mm. school. I've also now got um, assistant uh, like uh, instructors. Mm. I wouldn't call them assistant because they, are re- they can coach on their own. They can teach on their own, Ableton. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I, and the best thing is I get to meet a lot of fun people in this process, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I don't try and pull it all on myself. Otherwise, I'd be flat out. I think it's, it's, it's just a lot of uh, effective time management. Eh? Yeah, yeah. I wish I was more effective in my time management. <laughs> I could admit, right? Some days I got, oh, I'm slammed. Yeah, yeah. But learning to, to, to really like, let other people do more things and it's so much fun to work with other people, yeah. Mm. I think, mm. If I remember correctly, I mean, like, as with Cosmo and Chad, didn't you guys, like, go around, like, doing, like, not go around, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, because uh, I remember that you guys did some gigs, not just here in Singapore, but overseas as well. What are the crowds like, or, or the audiences like, um, you know, when you play overseas and stuff like that? Uh, well, getting to play overseas was also because of friends we made. And also mm. because of friends we made through the EML. So this thing, because this Japanese collective that does video art and music called Cobalt mm. Bomb Alpha Omega, were their manager and member was in Singapore doing a course. Mm. And he was doing a course at NUS. He said, hey, it's an electronic music lab. He reached out to me and said, hey, the rest of my band is coming uh, to Singapore for a visit. Can we do a gig? And I said, yeah, sure. I right. You know, make arrangements, get a space, yeah. get my students to be opening act. And then they did a show and they were so happy and I kept in touch. And um, next thing I thought, hey, um, we're going on a family vacation to Tokyo. Right. Uh, and see Tokyo Disneyland. Can you get us a gig? And then the guy <laughs> from Cobalt Bomb Alpha Omega said, it's our 10th anniversary. We're going to have a special show. We're going to have wow. like a festival show. So we've got different Japanese bands as well, like Satellite Young. Satellite Young is a fantastic Japanese synthwave band. So we got to play on the same bill as Satellite Young. And uh, mm. so the audience was like already like pumped up. So it was great. It was great to be playing in a club in Tokyo. And after that, to go and play in a cafe in Chiba. Chiba is a coastal town. So there's, yeah. again, thanks to... Uh, having made friends. What would what would you say would be like the the weirdest, um, I guess spinal tap moment that you guys or you have faced in your music journey so far? Biggest spinal tap moment is playing at substation where we had this show, uh, called Deep Space. Right. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, no nine. <laughs> but the Deep Space one that was fun because uh, it was again two parts and we invited EML to do the beginning part, which is purely experimental. Um, okay. In the middle of the black box, set up a huge perspex, like um, like a pool, not okay. really, but empty. So it looks like a mm. giant aquarium, but right. it's actually it's couple of meters by couple of meters by couple of meters and let people drop things in, but have that mic. So that as right. the stuff gets dropped in, the different things that get dropped in, like uh, plastic balls, uh, kitchen utensils, the different sounds get caught by the mics and then they get processed through different audio effects and then sent around in surround sound. So that was a lot. Nice. Of and after that, Cosmic Armchair Gig. So right. Cosmic Armchair Gig, um, it was fun really because everybody was already had the fun with uh, throwing stuff around. So we we're playing and then halfway through one of the songs, Somebody step on the extension cord. Oh, dear. oh no! <laughs> I cut the whole thing, right? And somehow, I think because my audio interface was powered, 
So mm. I had to reboot the computer. Oh. But Jane kept on singing. So fortunately, the digital piano was still working. So right. we transitioned into an acoustic version of the song. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and everybody thought it was part of the show. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> but I was like, momentarily like, this is the one thing you'd want to happen, right? In a, yeah. 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 Actually... Step on the extension cord, right? Yeah, I mean, what 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 do you what do you what what, what do you think about the the scene here? Or oh, maybe you can share some thoughts about that. What I used to see was that everybody was in individual spaces, but I'm hopeful because I'm beginning to see more cross pollination and mm -hmm. people recognizing that you don't just have to be one thing, that you can enjoy electronic and you can enjoy rock as well. And Kevin's yeah. a great example of that, right? You got a uh, KMAC. Uh, and you've also got uh, Kevin Matthews' uh, rock songs. And when you, you look at the artists that are coming up now, and they don't necessarily feel that they have to fit within a genre. I mean, many of them still do. But mm -hmm. now listening habits are so all over the place. You can listen to absolutely anything. You're no longer constrained by how your budget to buy uh, CDs yeah. or budget to buy vinyls, right? right? So listen, listen yeah. anything. Right now, in this moment, I just decide I want to listen to like pirate rock or something, right? right? Hmm. Something like that I can switch it on or, or beach house or something. Hmm. So you can, that gives opportunity also for the people who are coming up into music and I get to meet a new batch every year at NUS. And they come up with new genres that I've never heard of, right? Every, <laughs> every year, I'll hear like, so what music do you like? I like this, this, this. That's a what? I need to Google. <laughs> Sounds like what? Right? <laughs> so, one extreme example is hyper-pop. Hyper-pop is a mishmash mm. of many, many different kinds of sounds. But there are so many things and taking, especially if you're in Singapore, we get the influence from Japan, influence from Korea. Yeah. Um, you get so much cross-pollination. It's fantastic. And so our Singapore scene, which has the dance music crew, the DJs, and also mm -hmm. the dance music producers, some very good producers. I met like Zushan, Benedict. Um, mm -hmm. Then you've got the uh, syndicate group that does it. They're interesting experimental stuff. Mm -hmm. There's also the, the older guys, like the Dad Bots Collective. The Dad Bots Collective do a lot of things with modular synths. Oh, but they also okay. have uh, folks in there who uh, also play rock, right? And there's also the the so there's a whole lot of different kinds of people who are uh, involved. And the synth community, synth community is a group of people who just like to get together uh, to jam on synths, different kinds of synths. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of cross pollination uh, groups who listen to. There are parties now where you can have side trance, then followed by industrial. Right. DJs, right? Right. Uh, there are synthwave artists like Falling Islands, really good. Ambient artists yeah. like Fields, all good stuff. Uh, plug, plug, both are from NUS, EML. <laughs> yeah. There's a fantastic um, horror synth, dark synth artist called Violet, B-Y-L-T. B-Y-L-T, okay. Also from NUS, EML also. And that's right. another genre that draws a lot from all the new wave and but and John Campetter era kind right. of sounds, but Tangerine Dream. Brand new. Brand new. And for Tangerine Dream fans, drop by the synth community. Synth community gems are open to all. There, there's a lot of Tangerine Dream-ish mm. stuff. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, a lot of uh, drones and uh, arpeggiators <laughs> all over. and modular scenes la, modular scenes what can I say mm. right yeah actually, yeah. actually I had I have this uh, quite a well it's quite a big question right since you you've been involved in uh, electronic music right since the 80s which is a very kind of uh, early stage of it right if you've seen like in the last 40 years of course Electronic music is now the predominant music, right, in the industry. So did you imagine back then that what we have now could have been possible? Man, I wish I could say yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you know, in 
back in the day, electronic music was not what we were necessarily aiming to make. We were just mm. aiming to make music and electronic yeah. was the way to do it. Right, mm. right. And so, today, I think also there is a lot of music which is being made with electronic means. So, yes. the whole pop world is made by electronic means because it is the most convenient way, mm. fastest way to produce at scale. So, it's an economic reason as well as an artistic reason. And then there is electronic music, which is electronic for itself, meaning mm -hmm. that you actually enjoy the sounds of electronics, which mm -hmm. I also, which drew me in the first place. And that you're there for the sound and you end for the aesthetic that you actually like that creative elements. You like the sound of arpeggiators going wild, right? Mm -hmm. You like the sound of filter sweeps. Uh, there is, uh, that it grew to this size. I, it's something I'm really happy that more people now can understand and appreciate. But of course, it's still not the biggest thing there because right. the audience that comes to shows is still... It's like, 11 o'clock. Okay, who was that? Is this my com just my computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, AI, the, AI is, the AI is making... <laughs> That's jalat lah. I thought it's one of the two characters in his background, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yo, scary. Yeah. 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 Sorry, so you were saying, yeah, yeah. Where was Naya? So, yes. in a way, I'm happy to see that there is more appreciation and more people wanting to learn how to use the electronic means, right? which is right now the computer primarily, to mm. make electronic music. And I, I that's why, and I enjoy teaching because I like that moment when people get that, aha, I can actually make something and express myself with this means. Right. Um, if I could play guitar, I teach them guitar. But you know, since this right. is what I know, right. I teach them this. So mm. I, uh, it, I, I think it's great because it gives people the opportunity to do things, uh, to express themselves. Um, of course, then, of course, there's a lot of expression which is out there, which is... Uh, not of the greatest quality control, but then that you, you have to take the good with the bad. Yeah. Mm. Actually, actually, that's a very good point because I think there is a need to kind of differentiate between so-called electronica for its own sake, right? Yeah. And, and electronic music being made to so-called facilitate like modern pop. Mm. Right? Like, you know, when you kind of click on a pop track and you, you just hear the 808 and then it's like, that's basically it. Everything else is rapping and all that sort of thing. Right? Then you're like, is, is this really electronic music? You know, that kind of thing. That, that's yeah. The big, yeah. Yeah. You know In a way, I mean? that music was not created to be electronic, right? No, that music was created as a beat to be underlying the rapper that's basically yeah. conveying. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's hip-hop. So hip-hop, yes, is a question of whether hip-hop is a subset of Electronic probably not lah. I think it's they are they are differentiated in that way like, Even though, of course, the the how how the you know how the beats began right was you know they're using the 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 this right the 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 the, 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 the what do you call turntables yeah and then once the samplers came along then they just jump onto that yeah. And yeah, even yeah. now, the 808s are not straight off the TR-808 drum machine. The 808s are sampled. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's sampled, sampled 808. Yes, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of people, they don't realize that the 808 is actually from a drum machine. They, they think the 808 is a bass. So like... Ah, oh, right, oh. right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I had to get over that too. Hello, it's been a while. No need to run, that's not your style. Create uh, practically, it seems you can create anything. Yeah. Um, where do you see? Do you do you see this as as a key thing in 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 music creation further on? And and, and what what do you think about what do you think about jumping into the whole AI AI system and mixing it with electronic music? 
I love it. I mean, it's a, these are tools that can really be useful. And mm. okay, there are issues. I don't doubt it, right? There's issues of, there's mid-journey infringe artist uh, visual copyright. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, Kevin, you teach IP, I teach IP, you know, there's, mm. there's copyright issues, um, ethical issues of whether this is going to like replace human beings. Mm. But mm. if we just look at it as the tool part of it, over okay. decades, we've had so many things which help to make our music creation easier. Just the fact that now we can actually record entire yeah. albums and EPs on a computer without having thousands yeah. of dollars of gear. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, for me, if I think about the fact that I can actually saw, store preset sounds on my uh, synth rather than having to pre-program the synth every song. Am, am I cheating? Yes. Wow, yes. No, exactly. no, can store presets. Oh, can store presets. How far you want to go, right? And then... Okay, you, can, you can go back to Wendy Carlos lah, that you had a big thing and you just had to go in. Wendy yeah. Carlos had to do that Beethoven... No, switch on yeah. bug, right? By, yeah. by note by note. Line by note. Yeah. Okay, sorry, no. That one cannot. And <laughs> no, can I afford that wall of uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one that it, Wendy yeah. Carlos had? So the opportunity and sampling, the fact that you can mm. actually now, you don't actually have to bring the the rubbish bin onto the stage and bang it right. with a hammer. You can right. actually sample yeah. it, right? So all, these are all things that help. And AI helps to make the sound better because it can, for example, mixing, it helps to say, oh, how do you take out certain noisy parts or certain frequencies which are actually very harsh? These right. things help. Of course, it can be abused. Everything can be abused. Sampling was abused, right? Yes. Presets were abused. People had the most cheesy, awful sounds in presets. Yeah. And this is part of that artistic process. We have to get through the, the dross in order to find that gold inside. Yep. Mm. That's, a, that's, a, that's another good line that you can put on a t-shirt. Get through the dross to get the gloss. The dross. The dross, yeah. yeah. Is from, it dross? From, yeah. Dross, from dross, yes. From dross to gloss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> dross that, to gloss, wow. <laughs> you heard it first. Album, on... Next album. Next album, next album. <laughs> you heard it first on Lines to Rock. Yeah, yeah, I would really, I, I would, now I put Kevin on the spot, I would love to remix some of your tracks. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have very few stems so easy. <laughs> You can you can add a lot to it. <laughs> I I'm always very cautious when I'm remixing for friends lah. Um, mm. So like, the time I remix for we remixed uh, Lunarin's um, yes yeah yes. sky right yes um, and then we turned the five four song into a four four uh, uh right right yeah rock dancing right and I was like oh no oh no I hope Linda doesn't like kill me and she might never talk to me again. <laughs> but at least on the Interview, she actually referred to our remix. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Linda. Uh, and she still remains in touch. So. Yeah, she still remains in so touch. So it's okay, la. so it worked. La. It was yes, fine, yes. it was fine. <laughs> so always very cautious. La. The rest, the remix opportunities come through our label. La. So that's the good thing about being on a label. Didn't you do like, was it Linkin? Not Linkin Park. Well, somebody we did Linkin Park for the competition. Ah, Linkin Park for the competition. Okay. And I, okay. Man, I have no illusions that Linkin Park would ever hear that that remix so never <laughs> whack, no. but whack, uh, for friends on the label um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from uh, some of the German bands Belgian bands they contact us and say okay you know we'll do the label. good thing is that they know what we do la. They, they know our sound so the fact right. that they ask us means they, this is the sound that they want but right. some, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise the original sounds are some of them can be quite far far away you know some of them ah, are okay, okay. goth metal industrial bands right that oh right. we like you to do a remix of really you wanna? Okay. Sure. <laughs> because they want they still want to try. They also want to experiment. So right, right. Yeah, you never know. Uh you so you've almost like I mean you've been you've assigned to the Alpha Matrix for almost ten years now, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just want to ask what how has the experience been like? Has it been and what is the, the good thing, the positive thing about being signed to a label? No. I have to qualify that this is a different kind of signing to a label than what is traditionally thought of signing to a label. Okay. Because a lot of people talk about signing to a label as the label will give you an advance of money to go into the studio. Ah, no, 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 that one doesn't, thing, thing, right? doesn't help yeah? anymore. Ah. So, 
And in those cases, it's terrible because the labor owns your masters. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And you'll never recoup the thing. And yeah, and then you lose control. But this one is a deal to promote and distribute. So ah, we own okay. all our rights. We own all our rights. They have the exclusive license to promote and distribute. Right. It has been right. really helpful because they have gotten us uh, in the... Anyone as an artist, an indie artist today, you can actually use TuneCore, DistroKid, CD Baby, yep. uh, mm-hmm. Belief, as you are using, right? Yes, Believe yes, yes. Believe. To release your own music on Spotify. But the additional thing they're doing for us is they get us to all the bloggers, all the yep. um, magazines even. I mean, there are magazines yep, yep. in Europe. Yes. So yep. get us onto compilation CDs. There are CDs in Europe yep. still. The golf community yep. still buys magazines with CDs on the cover. Right. Yep, yep, so yep. we get into compilations and the label also helps to kind of like torture us, you know, every um, year or so, a month, few months, says, hey, you know, we're doing compilation. Aren't you going to contribute something? Aren't you contributing <laughs> something? I, in fact, I just got the email. Our latest one is going to come out soon. Oh. Uh, it's a tribute. You heard it here first, okay? Okay. Tribute album to The Cure. Wow. Industrial and electronic artists doing covers of Cure songs. Double C. That makes sense. Because Cure Cure never sound but it never sounded industrial at all. (laughs) No way, man. So what what, sneak peek, sneak peek, what 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 are you guys doing? The first time we did a cover, this is the second time they're doing a Cure Tribute album. The first time we did Friday I'm in love which is, right. I think, our best streamed uh, track right. of all. Yeah. Friday in Love is a great song. Mm. Yes. Love. Then uh, this time we are doing Close to Really? Death. Wow. Okay. Okay. That'll be cool. That'll be, wait, are you, are you doing the, the... We can't do the original. I, I can't. <laughs> Jane is not going to sing like Robert Smith. Okay. <laughs> Why and, would you want to do original? Original is so good. Yeah, yeah. Original is so good. We have to go far off. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I love that song, man. I, I I love all the various permutations of that that song that have been put out so far. So, yeah. So it's a benefit, lah, to be with uh, label is in in a way it's almost like being with a um a, a gym or a you know or a running group, a cycling <laughs> group, you know. Ah, because you can run yes. on your own. You can cycle Correct. on your own. But when your group says, "Hey, come on, we're going, uh, we're yeah. going." To- do like cycle around Singapore this week. You come or not? Come, come ah. So mm-hmm. same thing with also being in the electronic music lab, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You need that community. You need the friends who are on that same wavelength. Then you can do so much together. Yeah. You can do yeah. a lot on your own nowadays. Yeah. And yeah. great. You build on your own expression. And I I like that. I like the fact that I can do so much on my own. But I also love the fact that then when I want to, I can reach out to people and connect with people and opportunities. Yeah. And I mean, really, I mean, nothing beats playing music with other people as well. You know, we don't take up too much of your time, but maybe you can, like, if somebody came up to you, right, say, hey, I want to do, I want to do this kind of thing, what, what kind of advice w- would you give? My advice would be to get started, don't overthink it, don't spend too much at the beginning, mm-hmm. and keep on going, because at some point, it might get hard. But if you can push through that hard bit, it's very fun in the end. And mm. make friends. <laughs> okay, there you heard it. Great. <laughs> Sage advice from the guy who's teaching a whole. I mean, you must have you. There must have been like what thousands of students who you. I estimate say, between yes. electronic music lab and pop studio academy. Yeah, hundreds lah, not thousands Yeah. <laughs> no lah, you can say thousands yeah. lah. It's okay. <laughs> okay. We we'll just we'll, we'll go with thousands. It looks better on the. On the, <laughs> it's a clickbait. <laughs> um, okay, that's the last one before we 
before we go, um, I would say what's the best thing or the worst thing about being Benang right now? I'm happy. I'm happy with what I'm doing. I've got all this okay. stuff going on. I've even got a Victoria Concert Hall gig coming up uh, wow. with Pipe Organ in oh. August. <laughs> cool. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So I just need to make sure that I get the Cosmic Armchair songs done as well. Don't get distracted. <laughs> right? Wait, wait a minute. Before we can... Did, didn't I see somewhere that you got you were at the Golden Mile? You were there doing yes. some project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did Golden Mile. That was the EML, that was the EML right? Oh, that's part Ableton of the EML. Ableton User Group. Ableton. This is the oh, other okay. thing. Oh, I also run the Ableton User Group Singapore, which is right. the kind of like meetup group for people who are interested in Ableton Live, the software right. which each of which I'm an Ableton certified trainer. So right. I run that meetup group and we sample sounds. I, some of my fellow instructors from Pop Studio Academy uh, and I, we sampled sounds from all over uh, Golden Mouth. Right. That means mm-hmm. Mukata sounds, people who shout each other, <laughs> cashier at the supermarket, you know. Uh, right. And then, so, compiled it into a sample pack, then mm-hmm. uh, made it downloadable, and then got together at Enclave, which is a bar in the basement of Golden Mouth, and had a meetup where everybody just competed uh, in four teams, who can, in 45 minutes, make the most interesting track using these samples? Oh, oh Golden Mouth. Okay. Golden Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like work. <laughs> judged by the great Randolph Ariola, who came <laughs> just to watch. Okay. I say, Randolph, you're here, you must judge. He said, okay. Right, and right, right. right judged, right. but gave words of wisdom of how, you know, creativity and music. Wow, it was wonderful. Loved it. Ah, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, Lovely and guy. I, and I, um, okay, so so you're going you're going to be doing a, a gig in Victoria Concert Hall in August. Yeah. Uh, Cosmic Armchair is going to release. Ah uh, no, that, yeah. Cosmic Armchair is going to release new songs. Yes. <laughs> okay, the pure competition is coming soon. Uh, we're going to post it on the website already. Okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, new album or new EP? New EP, and of course we understand in the current world people's attention spans have difficulty reaching. <laughs> In EP and also yeah. realize that our music is so diverse. Actually, we should actually cluster in EPs. But anyway, thanks, thanks so much, uh, Ben, for taking time out this month. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm so happy to be now in this particular, this um, uh, in the hallowed halls of Lion City Rock. I mean, the, all the other people of on the podcast are really amazing, right? So I'm, I'm <laughs> feel honored to be in this list now. <laughs> yeah, we've completed the groovy people list with you. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. All the yeah, rest are yeah, in already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah. cool. You were, you were the final, you were the final piece. Yeah, yeah. Final cool, cool, piece cool. of the jigsaw. What are we supposed to? We'll, we'll put, we'll put like the info and all that for your future gigs and stuff like that on the show notes. Thanks, thanks. So that uh, people can go and you guys can go, listeners can go and check it out if you like this kind of stuff. Go ahead. Um, yeah, Cosmic Armchair is found on the streaming sites, right? CosmicArmchair.com uh, is our main place to find everything. Right, and right. for my stuff, it's BenAngMusic.com. BenAngMusic.com. Okay, okay. Mm. So yeah, if you, if you like this kind of stuff, um, go, go check it out. Um, yeah, and, and um, thank you very much again, Ben. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Thanks, Kevin. And there you have it. Benjamin <laughs> Ang, one half of Cosmic Armchair. Um, a man of many talents. There you so go. How, how does he fit everything <laughs> into that package? Man? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. But I, it can be done, you see. That's the thing. I think he's a good, shiny example of mm-hmm. how you can be, you know, a creative even within, you know, our Singapore's, you know, so-called... Right. The structure yeah. constraints and Con- stuff yeah. and, and still excel in whatever yeah. yeah man so so go check go check out this stuff um, you can check out his experimental stuff his improv stuff uh, as Abyss Simeon that's A-B-Y-S-S Simeon S-I-M-I-A-N uh, go check out his, his work with Cosmic Armchair and go check out his, his stuff that they've done uh, as electronic uh, with the electronic music lab at NUS. I think they have like yeah. YouTube videos and stuff like that. You can go check out their performances yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, of course, with the uh, Pop Academy, um, where he, you know, they, they also have some videos and stuff like that out online. So you can go and take a look at all the stuff that he's been involved in. Um, 
look, listen to their remix episodes and all their tracks and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, lots yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and and of course you know uh, when you have the time, check out uh, Time Flies, my yes. solo album, as well <laughs> as the new singles from KMac, my electronic music persona, persona. All right, yeah, so yeah. check that out with you know everywhere lah. I mean Spotify, Apple Music, Juno mm. download. Bank camp, wherever you know, you find the music, as they say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also don't forget to to share this with your friends, podcast with your friends, family, uh, non anybody, colleagues, worker, you know, whoever it is that you come in contact with. Just somebody on the bus, just say, hey, have you heard of Lions City Rock? And then just give them the link. That's all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exactly. matter. It yep. doesn't matter. Um, yeah, yeah uh, like and share this episode and click the bell so that you will know when the next episode is coming up. Because sometimes we also don't know when the next episode is <laughs> Keep me guessing. <laughs> <laughs> We're like gorillas. We strike and we fade. Gorillas <laughs> is the you. Gorillas yeah. is the you. <laughs> this is we are gorilla artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not gorilla artists. We don't draw. Not gorilla. We don't, the, we don't, we gorilla. don't draw images of apes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, but we hope you like this one and, and uh, yeah, keep on listening. Uh, we've got plenty more to share on Lion City Rock. Yep, so yep, yep, yep. Do, sure. do, do let everybody know and we'll see you around next time. Yeah. See Bye. you. Bye. Ciao.